SAFM Sports Wrap. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap, and thank you very much to the MoneyWeb team. They'll be back with you again tomorrow. I'm Brad Brown, with you until 7 o'clock this evening. And coming up on this evening's show, we'll chat to Brunt de Villiers uh, about some of the things and the goings-on at the PSL. Will Kaiser Chiefs get the PSL trophy should they win the title tonight? We'll find out later in this evening's show. We'll also chat uh, under-20 rugby, Springbok rugby. They had a pretty decent performance last night. And uh, we'll pay some more tributes to the late John Shoes Mishwayo. And speaking of which, a moment of silence will be observed at this week's APSA Premiership and NFD match in respect of the late John Shoes Mishwayo, the former Bufana Bufana and Kaiser Chiefs midfielder lost his battle to cancer yesterday afternoon and speaking of those fixtures, tonight Kaiser Chiefs host Polokwane City and Platinum Stars travel to Mamelodi Sundowns um, of course, you have a chance to wrap the title up tonight but they'll need the other result to go their way too should the Brazilians uh, lose and Chiefs win the Glamour Boys will be crowned the 2014-2015 ABSA Premiership champions. They will, however, have to wait for their trophy. Should they wrap it up, the PSL announced that they will only hand over the trophy on the final day of the season. In the UEFA Champions League tonight, everything to play for in the Madrid Derby. Rail up against Atletico and they go into that second leg quarterfinal following their goalless draw in the first leg last week. Tonight's other match sees Juventus take a one-goal advantage into their clash against Monaco. It was good news for Bayern Munich following their 6-1 drubbing of Porto last night Spanish midfielder Javi Martinez has returned to team training today some 8 months after suffering a serious knee injury Lots of cricket taking place around the world today. The second test match between England and the West Indies currently taking place at the, uh, or in, in the West Indies. And I can tell you that at lunch on day two, England's, uh, are bowling West Indies 210 for the loss of five. That's in Grenada. There was a one day international that took place earlier today as well. And Bangladesh wrapping up their, uh, one day series against Pakistan, whitewashing the the series 3-0. They won the third ODI by eight wickets earlier today. Pakistan batting first were able to post 250 all out despite 101 up front by Azhar Ali. 250 they were dismissed in 49 overs. Bangladesh then chased it down with only two wickets down and 63 balls remaining. It was a very impressive 127 not out from Sumaya Sarka who ended up guiding Bangladesh to victory in that one. Two games in the IPL today. The Sunrisers Hyderabad have defeated the Kolkata Knight Riders by 16 runs on the Duckworth-Lewis method a little bit earlier on today. And in the other match that's taking place right now sees the Chennai Super Kings up against the Royal Challengers Bangalore. The Chennai Super Kings have just completed their innings, 181 for the loss of 8 in their 20 overs. So the Challengers Bangalore needing 182 for victory. In rugby news, the Cheetahs have been forced to make a change to their team that they named yesterday to face the Lions in their Super Rugby clash in Johannesburg on Saturday. Springbok prop Cooney Wistays and today pulled out of uh, the clash with a back injury. Max de van Dijk comes in in the starting lineup with Ivolt van Vestes and drafted in on the bench. Wistays will be sidelined for one week. Spaniard Alejandro Valverde has won the Felsha Wallon one-day classic for the second year in a row today. Eight-time champion Rafael Nadal advanced to the third round of the Barcelona 
Open. He beat Nicholas Almagro. And big announcement today by the NBA and the National Basket Players, uh, Basketball Players Association that the first NBA game in Africa will take place on the 1st of August 2015 at the Ellis Park Arena in Johannesburg. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, and it could all be wrapped up tonight as far as the Absa Premiership League goes. Kaiser Chiefs in action. They host Polokwane City Mamalodi Sundowns. Welcome at Platinum Stars. And it is all up to tonight. If Chiefs win, Mamalodi Sundowns let it slip. Uh, Kaiser Chiefs will be the 2014-2015 Absa Premiership champions. And there's been a lot of speculation as to whether or not uh, if Chiefs do win tonight, if the league trophy will be handed over. And we joined now by Brunt de Villiers, the CEO of the Premier Soccer League. Brunt, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. Thanks for, for your time this evening. PSL has made a decision and regardless of the result tonight, the trophy won't be handed over. Yes, that's correct. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, yes, we, the trophy will be handed over to whichever team wins the league uh, on the last day of uh, the season. That's a, you know, the last match of the premiership. Brunt, what was, what was the thinking behind that? Obviously, it could have been wrapped up tonight. If it didn't get wrapped up tonight, it would have been possibly the next one. Is, was it just a logistical nightmare to, to possibly have the trophy move around to, depending on where the title could have been wrapped up? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, look, last year we also had it over the last match, you know, so it's sort of, uh, not a strange decision. That's what we do every year. It gives the sponsors time to, to prepare the activation campaigns and it gives us time to get the stage down wherever we should take it to, you know, etc. So it's a logistical, uh, decision, you know, and it's just what we've done in the past as well. Brunt, also just off the subject slightly, I've uh, seen that uh, this evening's matches, there's going to be a, a moment of silence for, for the late uh, John Shoes-Mashwayo, who sadly passed away yesterday. Any comment from uh, the PSL's perspective to, to that loss? Yeah, of course, uh, you know, if, uh, we've expressed our deepest condolences to, to the family, you know, and it's, uh, she's an unbelievable player and a legend, you know, and a you know, role model for lots of people, you know, so it's really sad have lost him in such an early stage, you know, so, you know, it's appropriate for us to, to, to remember him, you know, and, uh, you know, therefore the moment of silence, you know, uh, not all the matches is, you know, up to Friday, you know, that's a finished matches. But I know it's probably too early to, to say as well. We had quite a long chat with uh, former Bafana Bafana captain Neil Toby last night here on SAFM Sport Trap, and he was obviously very upset about uh, Shoes' passing. They were very close, and, and he was saying that it's these sort of guys that, and, and he, was, he just made the, the comment in passing that it's these sort of guys that sort of streets and that should be named after. Is there any thoughts from the PSL's perspective to, to possibly remember Shoes in some way, whether it be chatting to, to one of the stadium owners or, or, or perhaps naming a stand after him? In, in, at at uh, Soccer City, for example, I mean, he was an absolute legend and icon in South African football. If you think back to 1996, the role he played in that African Nations uh, Cup, uh, he, he needs to be remembered. A guy like that should never be forgotten. Yeah, no, I mean, she was, as I mentioned, an unbelievable player and a hero to lots of people, you know, especially just with the democracy. You know, just happening in 1994, 95. So, you know, everyone got introduced to that wonderful team and, and the players. You know, and we as the league and our teams are actually in the unfortunate position that we do not own any stadiums. You know, we don't really control. We basically just tenants renting stadiums from time to time. So, you know, so that from that point of view, it's not in our hands to, you know, to actually name stadiums or, 
even main stands within stadiums, you know, but it's, it's, uh, it's always a good idea to try and remember, you know, our legends, you know, in whichever form. Right, as far as the standard of play in the PSL this season, it's been a, a bit of a runaway from Kaiser Chiefs, and as we've mentioned, they've got a chance to wrap things up tonight. If they keep uh, continuing the way they have this season, they've got a chance to, to sort of break the record for the most number of points. Are you guys satisfied with, with the level and the standard of play in 2014-2015? In yeah, I think there's a lot of exciting football, you know, lots of, uh, you know, still lots to play for within the, in the league, you know, that, uh, in the second, third, fourth spots are tight, you know, the top eight positions are really tight still and, you know, it can go anyway. And then obviously in the promotion relegation side, you know, both, you know, teams steering the, you know, the relegation in, in the face, you know, at the bottom as well as in the NFT side, it's very close. So it's all like making for exciting football, you know, and, and uh, we'll keep people glued to the, to the TV, TV sets, I'm sure. Yeah, still lots of drama to come. Brunt Davilia, CEO of the PSL, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Have a great one, and we look forward to chatting again soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Good night. The construction world is evolving, and if you're part of it, you need to evolve with it. Nitis Inclovery and Sidhu Media Attorneys are experts in construction law with in-depth knowledge on NEC3 contracts and handling disputes arising from it. For legal advice relating to construction law, call us on 011-268-5225. MNS Attorneys, legal expertise in your corner. Calling all businesses, help reduce demand on the grid, curb your energy costs, and keep your business viable. The Private Sector Energy Efficiency Program has already identified over 1,000 opportunities for more efficient energy usage in over 350 companies. Don't miss out. Contact us for free expert advice, free energy audits, and subsidized larger interventions. Call 080-111-3943 or visit psee.org.za. Brought to you by the National Business Initiative. The Executive Mayor of Mangahung Metro, Councillor Tabo Manyoni, invites all members of the public to the second annual Bram Fisher Memorial Lecture, taking place on Thursday the 23rd of April 2015 at 5.30pm at the Butt Trotsky Hall Central University of Technology. Celebrating Bram Fisher's 107th birthday this year, Mangahung Metro will once again trace the life and times of a free stater who strive for social cohesion and social justice in South Africa. Before we are South African, we are African. Before we are African, we are human. As humans, we will not stand by in the face of inhumanity. We as South Africans take a stand against xenophobic violence. We fought for freedom and in 1994 we voted for peace. We link arms with our African brothers and sisters. We will march as Africans for Africa. We reject division. We are Africa. Join the People's March on Thursday, the 23rd of April at 1 p.m. in Peter Rose Park, Johannesburg, to take a stand against xenophobia. SAFM Sports Rap. You're listening to SAFM Sports Rap, and uh, last week, I do believe it was, when the Varsity Cup concluded. We spoke about the Varsity Cup dream team that had been selected to take on the Junior Springboks. And that match took place yesterday at the Donny Craven Stadium in Stellenbosch. And it was the Junior Box who scored a morale-boosting 31-24 win over what must be said was a pretty powerful Varsity Cup dream team. It was a great game of rugby. We're joined now by Junior Springbok coach Darby Teron. Darby, welcome on to SAFM Sports Chat. First up, congratulations on that win last night. Thank you very much. 
Davi, it's a great opportunity for these youngsters. I, I think, I mean, you guys are preparing for, for a world championship that's coming up, and it, it must be difficult at under-20 level to, to have these guys play competitive rugby in the build-up because that's ideally what you want, and, and this is a great opportunity to get exactly that. Yeah, you know, in the Northern Hemisphere, the guys got the Six Nations that that just basically finished. So they've got all the 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 groundwork has been done, and they, I think their teams have been settled long before ours. And uh, then in the Southern Hemisphere now, they play a, a tournament now uh, between Australia and New Zealand, uh, Fiji, and I think Samoa. So uh, for us, we're a little bit stuck in the middle. So. Uh, we we every year we play try to get thirteen some games against Argentina, uh, but then we really needed some uh, good uh, uh, powerful opponent, opponents like we we got now from the Varsity Cup team, you know. So uh, we needed a, a little bit more physical uh, approach and so on, and then that's exactly what we got last night. And and just looking at that result, you you were trailing by twelve points to ten at the halftime break. You must be pretty proud of those youngsters the way they came back in the second half. It was a gritty performance to pick up the win in the end. Yes, I think you know we were really we were almost out of it in the twenty the first twenty minutes. I think we played really really uh, under a lot of pressure, and uh, I was actually very glad because the, the, the Varsity Cup didn't score more tries in that first. I think there was about two chances that they. That they could have scored uh, more points, but uh, we we hanged in there, and the guys fought back, and they got uh, used to the pressure, and uh, they fought back. And uh, really, I'm very proud of them that they actually pulled it off. You know, well, you're in camp at the moment. A busy schedule coming up. Uh, big selection first for that uh, tour to Argentina, which will take place early next week. As far as the preparations in the build-up to that is concerned, are you pretty satisfied with the level that these youngsters are playing at? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, we, we're getting to a point now where we can say that we're starting to settle in as a team. Uh, some of the, uh, the the more mature guys came in late, like 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 uh, uh, Andrew Liebenberg and and uh, those guys that was involved in, in, in Super Rugby, Dan De Pria and Arke Sneijman that was also in the Super Rugby squad. And then we've got Thomas Atoy that uh, he will be joining us uh, next week uh, on the 28th. So, uh, yeah, I think things are coming together now, and uh, it's hard work uh, from next week, you know, just to get everything in place for the Argentinian tour, because that's going to be very, very important. That It, it, has, to be a, it has to be for us a, a successful tour, because that is our last preparations. When we come back, it's only about uh, 10 days, uh, then we're off to, to the World Cup in Italy. Davi, you mentioned those four youngsters that are, are playing Super Rugby that are in, in your sort of setup. That must bring a wealth of experience and, and just belief amongst the other teammates who aren't playing Super Rugby at the moment to, to see these guys playing alongside them. And, and Super Rugby's tough. There's no getting away from it. Uh, it's, it's hard physical rugby, but not just that. It's week after week. So uh, a guy like Thomas Detoy is, is, a, is a, a pretty wily character. He's, he's had some great experience with the Sharks. But bringing that experience back into your setup must, must be beneficial. Yeah, it's going to be uh, Thomas's second year with us. Last year we actually met up with him in Auckland, when he was also uh, he was on tour with the Sharks and they left him behind there. So we met up with him over there. So Thomas is a he's a great character. I think he's a he's really a good prospect for the future. He's a he's a tough player. You know, he's he's very mature for his age, and uh, he's now got a couple of uh, yeah I don't, think, I don't know exactly how many, but he's got a couple of uh, super rugby. Games under the belt, 
some of the other guys who was involved in Super Rugby, although they didn't play a lot, they were they they've been in the frame and they've been training with the guys and so on. So they are also bringing a lot of uh, uh, experience to the team. And like you said, you know, it will create a lot of confidence uh, uh, amongst the other guys. Under-20 World Cup, Italy, June, uh, another big one. I mean, these tournaments, we, we, we do perform really well at them. We've, we've won a, f- uh, a few of them as well. The pressure going into another one of these things to, to win it, is there a lot of pressure on these guys? Yes, there's a tremendous lot of pressure. I think they, they, they saw what happened to a lot of the guys, the, the, the predecessors in the, 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 uh, the previous years, in the, especially the last three years. Uh, I think there's around... 11 guys that's been uh, pulled into the, the, the senior Springbok squad. Uh, although uh, a couple of them didn't play, but guys like Siap Kulisek, Nizam Kar, Iman Etzebet, Peter Steff, the Toei, you know, you can just name it, uh, Andre Pollard, uh, Jan Serfontein, Raymond Roo, all those guys, you know, they, they were, we tend to forget that they were under 20 in the last three years. Arno Boeta, you know, he's, he's a Struggling with a bit of injuries, but he's now back for the Bulls as well. So if you if you look at it, they know that that is the the history. So they 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 realise that the chances, if they really perform, that there's a chance of them being on the big stage, you know, earlier than 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 later, you know. So that uh, that creates a little bit of pressure, and and there is a big expectation that we must uh, keep our. Uh, good performances at the Junior World Cup, so that creates pressure. But it's a it's a, it's a good thing. Uh, uh, I think it, it, pressure will bring out the best in them. And the guys that can't handle the pressure, well, then we know it. And then they are the guys that I believe that that will not make it in the future. You know, so uh, we try to, to to expose them to the pressure early on and, and keep the intensity and the professionalism at a high level, so that they can get used to it. And success breeds success. And looking at this World Cup, if we can win it under 20 level, it just lays that groundwork and that belief in these youngsters that when they get to senior level, they can win World Cups. And, and they've played against a lot of the opposition that they have already. I mean, I look at the pool we're in. We're up against Italy, Samoa, Australia. I mean, those players in those teams are guys we're going to be playing at World Cups uh, for the next, or the senior World Cups for the next few times around. Yeah, definitely. I think this time around, you know, uh, we might end up, uh, it's still going to be very hard work to get to the semi-finals, and then uh, you might even get England or New Zealand in the semis and so on. So it, it never gets easier at these World Cups, you know. And uh, uh, over the last couple of years, we played New Zealand four times. We, we were very uh, fortunate that we've been unbeaten by New Zealand uh, in the last couple of years. So we, we've got a, a 100% record against New Zealand. Uh, England is, is, tends to be a little bit of a problem, you know. They 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 play a lot of uh, Six Nations uh, uh, experience, a lot of their guys come out of the senior uh, professional club systems, and uh, because of the the more rugby that they play at at a specific time, they play full on competition rugby November, December, January, February, March, you know. So they battle hard when they get to the to to the Junior World Cup. Uh, I think we've got a 50% record against them. So uh, th- th- those two are the, the, the major uh, role players in the, in the top three where we are also, uh, I think we ranked uh, at the moment second. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it's a very, very tough competition. I, I think it must be the toughest competition at the moment uh, in the world because the, these youngsters playing uh, at, against guys that played professional rugby already, 
some of them go straight into test rugby, like Andre Pollard did last year when he came back and he went into the, the test against Scotland at senior level. So, uh, and you play with a three-day turnaround between matches. So it's a very tough competition, you know, and it's a great breeding ground for the future. Darby, we look forward to it. Thank you for your time this evening. Darby Teron, the junior Springbok coach. Best of luck in the preparation and for the selection of that team to uh, Argentina and for the prep for that Junior World Championship taking place in Italy. It gets underway in June. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM Sports Wrap, and obviously the sad news yesterday was the passing of uh, midfielder John Shoes Mishwayo. And less than two hours after uh, it was announced that he had passed away at the age of 49, a column written in Ghana was already trending in Twitter. It was titled, The Year Every Ghanaian Kid Wanted to Be John Shoes Mishwayo. Godfrey Barfoot's uh, column was referring to the 3-0 demolition job of the Black Stars in 1996 in the Africa Cup of Nations semi-finals, where Shoes was the destroyer-in-chief in, uh, if his dribbling skills were so effective on the field of play, and so was his football brain and intellect off the field as well. SABC sport journalist Vlile Mbule spoke to the departed hero back in 2011 and recalls those moments. Once you started watching shoes play, he had that effect on you. I quote, His quick feet and ability to glide through tackles and defenders represented what Ghanaians loved about the game of football. Unfettered skill that just made the heart happy. End quote. A column written in Accra by Boafo illustrates how revered this departed hero was around the continent. But it's also off the field that he held serious and important views. Speaking on his capacity as the SAB Regional League Ambassador, Mushoeu reminded the youngsters that talent alone is not enough in this game of billions. Talent alone is not good enough. Mm. You know, for you to play football, for you to, to hit that, that tennis ball with that, that, that record, you have to practice, you have to train, you have to eat well, you have to take care of your body, you know, and uh, this is, this is, uh, this is important and uh, your body can, can change your life for the better. It can make you do as you wish, you know, but other people, they, it, it, it looks like these individuals and these groups, they are not uh, aware of that. He believed that the powers that be in football could also improve this situation by introducing mentors, something that he said was benefiting other sporting calls in the country. We, we have to, to tap into mentoring these, 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 these players, and we have to have the right mentors. You know, we have to have the right uh, guys who can uh, uh, inspire these, these players. We have to have the right people who can motivate these players. We have to have the right guys who can uh, channel and, and show these guys uh, the objective and the goal and the vision of this country. You know, but do we have those right people? You know, whereby we should be getting together and say, this is the formula that we're going to use to take this country to another level. I mean, if our rugby team can do it, our cricket team can do it. I mean, uh, why not us? Boafo of AllSports.com continues. As a boy, I was also enthralled to watch him, and so were many in my age groups, most of whom adopted his last name as their nickname. On every dirty pitch or grass field on which he played, there was a Mushuewu, end quote. Blessed with the silky skills of football, from the streets of Steep Kloof in Soweto, commenting on Arnold Paris' new coach back then, Julie Lial, Mushuewu showed his true colors on being a fan of the beautiful game of football, and how it should be played. 
I so hope that he's not going to be under pressure, you know, because how do you better that that record? I mean, it's going to be difficult, you know. But Lille is a good coach. I uh, worked uh, uh, under him at, at, at Amazulu. He knows the game, and he's been around for, for, for a long time. He came to, to the country to come and uh, coach our coaches, you know, to try and better our coaches here in South Africa. And he's got that uh, uh, Brazilian mentality. He would say to us that uh, a lot of players or a lot of teams here, they don't play the ball. They kick the ball. You know, so we, we really beat that ball. You know, when that ball goes to shoes, he doesn't even want to go to him, you know. <laughs> like knowing that, no, he, this guy is going to kill me. He's going to kick me, you know. So, like this guy was saying, um, I was the guy who coached Brazil to the Scolari. Was saying that uh, uh, when the ball goes to Zidane, it smiles. It's so happy. Yes. Because he's going to take care of it. <laughs> You know, some of the guys they, they they kick it, they kill it. You know, they punish that ball. You know, and uh, yeah, I so hope that uh, we'll see a better pirates, free-flowing uh, style, and exciting uh, football. You know, because uh, for some time we haven't seen that uh, coming out of Orlando Pirates. Yeah. A true gentleman of the game who was in the first group of players to move to Turkey just after South Africa was readmitted to international football in the early 90s also held this belief that when the big three are on song, and so will be Bafana Bafana, just like last year's AFCON qualifiers' performances. If I was the coach, I'd really uh, give you an honest answer. You know? So I think uh, that should be for, for Lee you know, to answer. And uh, I think he's got a plan, a plan of action to, to, to coach Pirates. And I, I believe that he knows uh, what he's up against. You know, from the, the team, you know, uh, as, as I mean, to coach Pirates, I mean, even to play, to play for Pirates, to play for Chiefs is not easy. To play for Sundowns is not easy, you know. So I think he knows that uh, he's got the hopes of, of a lot of people, a lot of supporters uh, on his shoulders, and he's got so much responsibility. That's my other belief that uh, if Pirates, Chiefs, Sundowns are doing well, having good players, you'll see it with the national team. From his days at Jan Blackpool, Kaiser Chiefs, Fenebase, back to Chiefs again, and at Amazolo, hitting the back of the net was never a challenge for Putilesima. But it was not just a renter code, and even at times when the media sourced his comment, like when Paris parted ways with Ruth Kroll after he had won a treble, Mushou felt that there were reasons why the club took that decision. That's another technical issue. That's another thing that uh, you and I wouldn't know because uh, we're not aware, we're not in the know when it comes to what is happening within the structures of Orlando Pirates. If maybe I was a pirate uh, official, I would be in a position to say uh, one, two, three and explain it to you why we fired him, you know, and why he was not given a, a new contract, you know. So there are certain things and some of them you might find that they can be that minute or how small, but you find that it's important for the for Orlando Pirates as an organization to, to, to deal with them within the structures of Orlando Pirates and not for us to, to know about them, you know. So I think they, they are in a position to, to answer that question. You might find that you, you will be convinced if one of them can explain it to you. With 73 international caps and 8 international goals next to his name, an AFCON title, a World Cup appearance, two PSL titles, Shoes Mushou has lived and left a story to be told for generations to come in African football. Rest in peace, legend. Villa Mbuli, SABC Sport, Johannesburg.
For most people, gambling is harmless fun, but for some it can become a problem, affecting their family or work life. If you need help with any kind of gambling problem, for yourself, a friend, a parent, or for someone you care for, call the National Responsible Gambling Program Counseling Line on 0800-006-008. That's 0800-006-008. Remember, winners know when to stop. This message is brought to you by the Regulators and Gambling Industry of South Africa. Interface is an SABC News Current Affairs program broadcasting every Sunday evening on SABC2. Tembisa Machele sets the agenda for vigorous debate and facilitate discussions with newsmakers and thought leaders aimed at inspiring and encouraging you to build our nation. Interface is on SABC2 every Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Brought to you by SABC News. The executive mayor of Mangahung Metro, Councillor Tabo Manyoni, invites all members of the public to the second annual Bram Fisher Memorial Lecture, taking place on Thursday the 23rd of April 2015 at 5.30pm at the Butt Trotsky Hall Central University of Technology. Celebrating Bram Fisher's 107th birthday this year, Mangahung Metro will once again trace the life and times of a free stater who strive for social cohesion and social justice in South Africa. SAFM Sports Wrap. That's it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Before we go, though, the memorial service for the late John Shoes Mishwe will be taking place on Friday, the 24th of April 2015, at the Grace Bible Church in Soweto at midday. Funeral details will follow as soon as they are available. Coming up next, it is the talk shop. I'm Brad Brown. Right now, it is 7 o'clock and time for your news here on SAFM.